0: And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today will come from the book of Galatians, chapter 6, verses 1 through 18. We'll read that uh, no Christian should ever think that he or she is totally independent and doesn't need help from others, and no one should feel excused from the task of helping others. The body of Christ, the church, functions only when the members work together for the common good. Do you know somebody who needs some help? Is there a Christian brother or sister who needs correction or encouragement? Humbly and gently reach out to that person, offering to lift his or her load, or at least help out a bit. When you do your very best, you feel good about the results. There is no need to compare yourself with others. People make comparisons for many reasons. Some point out others' flaws in order to feel better about themselves. Others simply want reassurance that they are doing well. When you're tempted to compare, look at Jesus Christ. His example will inspire you to do your very best, and his loving acceptance will comfort you when you fall short of your expectations. Now, Paul says here that students should take care of the material needs of their teachers. It's easy to receive the benefit of good Bible teaching and then to take our spiritual leaders for granted ignoring their financial and physical needs. We should care for our teachers, not grudgingly or reluctantly, but with a generous spirit, showing honor and appreciation for all they have done. Now, it would certainly be a surprise if you planted corn and pumpkins came up. (laughs) It's a natural law to harvest what we plant. Well, it's true in other areas, too. If you gossip about your friends, you'll lose their friendship every action has results. If you plant to please your own desires, well, you'll harvest a crop of sorrow and evil. If you plant to please God, you'll harvest joy and everlasting life. So what kind of seeds are you planting? And now let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. September 21st, the New Testament. Galatians chapter 6 verses 1 through 18. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature, but those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone— especially to those in the family of faith. Notice what large letters I use as I write these closing words in my own handwriting. Those who are trying to force you to be circumcised want to look good to others. They don't want to be persecuted for teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save. And even those who advocate circumcision don't keep the whole law themselves. They only want you to be circumcised so they can boast about it and claim you as their disciples. As for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified, and the world's interest in me has also died. It doesn't matter whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we have been transformed into a new creation. May God's peace and mercy be upon all who live by this principle They are the new people of God. From now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things, for I bear on my body the scars that show I belong to Jesus. Dear brothers and sisters, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. And now from the book of Psalms, here's Psalm chapter 65, verses 1 through 13. In Old Testament times, vows were taken seriously and fulfilled completely. No one had to make a vow, but once made, it was binding. The vows mentioned here as we read this psalm today involve promises to praise God for His answers to prayer. Although we may feel overwhelmed by the multitude of our sins, God will forgive them all if we ask with a sincere heart. Do you feel as though God could never forgive you? that your sins are just too many, or that some of them are too great. Hey, the good news is that God can and will forgive them all. Nobody is beyond redemption, and nobody is so full of sin that he or she cannot be forgiven. Access to God, the joy of living in the temple courts, was a great honor. God had chosen a special group of Israelites from the tribe of Levi to serve as priests in the tabernacle. They were the only ones who could enter the sacred rooms where God's presence resided. Now, because of Jesus' death on the cross, believers today have access to God's presence in every place and at any time. Psalm 65, verses 1 through 13, for the choir director, a song, a psalm of David. What mighty praise, O God, belongs to you in Zion? We will fulfill our vows to you, for you answer our prayers. All of us must come to you. Though we are overwhelmed by our sins, you forgive them all. What joy for those you choose to bring near, those who live in your holy courts. What festivities await us inside your holy temple. You faithfully answer our prayers with awesome deeds, O God our Savior. You are the hope of everyone on earth. Even those who sail on distant seas. You formed the mountains by your power, and armed yourself with mighty strength. You quieted the raging oceans with their pounding waves, and silenced the shouting of the nations. Those who live at the ends of the earth stand in awe of your wonders. For where the sun rises to where it sets, you inspire shouts of joy. You take care of the earth and water it, making it rich and fertile. The river of God has plenty of water. It provides a bountiful harvest of grain, for you have ordered it so. You drench the plowed ground with rain, melting the clods and leveling the ridges. You soften the earth with showers and bless its abundant crops. You crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the wilderness become a lush pasture And the hillsides blossom with joy. The meadows are clothed with flocks of sheep, and the valleys are carpeted with grain. They all shout and sing for joy. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 24. The father of godly children has cause for joy. What a pleasure to have children who are wise!